Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the Metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world, all on The Hash for your ears. You're listening to The Coindesk Podcast Network. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to The Hash here on Coindesk TV. I am Zach Seward. I'm joined by Sandley Hantagama and Will Foxley. We're it today. We're it for The Hash, but we're here to get you up to speed on all that's going on. Happy Tuesday. Sandali, you're leading us off. What's up? Yes, Zach. Thanks. So Coindesk had a team in Davos this year at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting. And Miami Mayor Francis Suarez was there speaking on a panel about the view from Miami on the future of crypto. So I caught up with him afterwards and asked him about Miami Coin. So, you know, last year he came on Coindesk TV and said that Miami Coin, which is a private cryptocurrency that was designed to sort of benefit the city uh, has been mainstreaming faster than Bitcoin. And Suarez is, of course, now facing a few questions about Miami coin after sort of endorsing it, at least, you know, the idea of it. He told me that he doesn't push anything, just talks facts. But he also told me that he can't say for sure, but it looks like bad tokenomics led to the collapse of the coin. He said that 3.6 billion Miami coin have been issued in under a year compared to the 19 million Bitcoin that have been minted or mined since 2009. So that's from the mayor's side. Citicoin, the platform behind Miami coin, is actually saying it's working to clean up their tokenomics. Suarez, meanwhile, says that he still takes his salary in Bitcoin. I remember this was like a major announcement last year. And that the market downturn doesn't really mean that the underlying technology of Bitcoin or even Miami coin is bad. So what do you think of his response? Zach, I saw your hand go off. Well, I think, first of all, credit to him for sticking with it in good times and bad, right? I think what we uh, have seen a lot of is sort of political opportunism around things that are hot or buzzy. And, you know, if you're with it in good times, you should be with it in bad times. And I think that's what we're seeing from the mayor here. So first of all, it's off of the cap. Second of all, these are systems that are very much work progress and are very much subject to these vicious bull bear cycles. So when things go up, they often draw down. And 90% drawdowns is not something that's unfamiliar to those who've been in the crypto space for a long time. Let's hope that people who thought that this was a really cool thing and they invested in it for the sake of those people 
Let's hope that those tokenomics get ironed out and fixed uh, as this uh, tries to find its footing again. But I think this is something that is absolutely par for the course in the crypto space, right? This is the volatility. This is the dreaded volatility that comes with those stunning highs, but also pretty low lows. I think uh, the mayor here is being honest when he's saying, hey, you know what? I'm still taking my salary in Bitcoin. Price isn't going to dissuade me from doing that. But hey, be ready for a wild ride, right? This can be a roller coaster. Some people probably got into this not knowing that or not being aware enough of that likely to happen. So, you know, again, for their sakes, let's hope this project can write the tokenomic model going forward. But Will, I'll toss it to you for your thoughts. Yeah, to me, the story here is what does this cause within the Bitcoin ecosystem? A lot of people, when this came out, were very critical of uh, Miami Mayor Suarez here for issuing this token. They're very critical also of the Stacks ecosystem for being involved in this project. And now it's sort of bearing out, right? 95% downturn in this token. That's like basically dead. Like it's very, very hard for these tokens to come back. Sometimes they do. Ethereum went down as far as 95% last market cycle. But Ethereum had a huge developer team behind it and also had a very big figurehead with Vitalik. Don't know if Miami necessarily has that. Like who's running this? It's a city coins project. They have a lot of different projects behind it. Stacks itself is not down 95%. Uh, just to make a note there, it's, it's Miami coin. And the uh, question is like, does it come back from this? And like, there's some nice quotes in this article about how like there's like mining incentives sprinkled in here and they could use it in the future for like other gamified projects around the city, maybe like giving back money instead of taxes. That would be cool. But at the same time, you're looking at playbook from a Bitcoinish perspective and they don't like any of this stuff. They're not going to be interested in helping out with it. And it's basically proved out the way that they thought it was going to happen, right? So like a lot of the criticisms turned out to be very true. Like this token was going to die and the tokenomics didn't work even to like, like they even agreed with it at this point. Zach, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, I think it's also we're zooming out and saying that, you know, Miami coin is by no means the extent of crypto in Miami, right? These are two separate things. Miami coin is project, but Miami is also establishing itself as a hotbed for crypto talent. And I think that that still reigns true, right? FTX put its name on the Miami Heat arena. And that is far from the only level of crypto engagement in South Florida's biggest city. So the fact that the crypto attention and energy is still there, whether that's people building on various protocols, people who are hype on Bitcoin, et cetera, that is a story unto itself. Miami coin is also this other thing. It happens to share the name Miami, but I wouldn't say that this necessarily detracts from the excitement that I think people have genuinely seen there as builders and others get down to that region to build stuff in the crypto space that remains an attractive outpost for the crypto world. So also worth sort of zooming out to extract those two things. But Sandli, I'll toss it back your way. Thanks. Yeah, I just want to make one clarification. The mayor did not issue Miami coin. It was issued by City Coins. It's a private cryptocurrency that he sort of spoke and it kind of hyped up a little bit when it was it was going well. So that's why he's kind of involved in the conversation. The fact that there was a panel at the World Economic Forum about Miami and crypto in Miami, it just speaks for itself. We saw a lot of crypto trying to infiltrate the inner workings of the economic forum all through the week. And so that was very much in theme with what was going on over there. And it was great to see him there kind of speaking about taking his salary in Bitcoin and the gravity that carried. It was interesting. And I agree with you, Zach, that he was quite honest about his involvement in it. Yeah, let's turn to a more positive story. Miami's a pretty fun town, but let's talk about Fidelity. Fidelity Digital Assets is going to double the size of its staff, planning to add up to 110 employees across engineering, developing basically like blockchain stuff, and then a few other tech roles here and there. 
Fidelity is well known, well, not only because of Fidelity being one of the largest asset managers in the game, but also because they've really gotten involved with Bitcoin early on. There is a thing called the Fidelity Mafia, which is like a bunch of people who used to work Fidelity back in 2016, 2017, and they have moved into a lot of prominent roles within the Bitcoin space. Uh, Nick Carter is a well-known VC in the Bitcoin space. He's one. Amanda Fabiano, who leads mining over at Galaxy Digital, is another. Uh, there's just plenty of people who have come from Fidelity in the years past, and now they are high ups within the Bitcoin rankings. So their plans to add more Bitcoin to their staff also comes on the heels of some news from Fidelity that they're planning on adding Bitcoin to 401ks, or rather the option to add Bitcoin 401ks. They're going to roll that out later this year, but it's a huge addition. And it also caught some heat from people on Capitol Hill saying, hmm, not sure we want you guys to be able to add that volatile asset into people's 401ks. Zach, going to throw this one over to you for your take. Yeah, for sure. So we just clarified, right? This is based on Wall Street Journal reporting. And if it bears out, this is a major development. That's for sure. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, layoff headlines in the coming months. Uh, we already have seen some of those as it relates to the crypto downturn. We've also seen, interestingly, a lot in the fintech space as related to downsizing efforts. So you'll see some of those. So it's interesting, counter cyclically, to see that, hey, Fidelity is, is trying to invest in this team during the bear cycle. They're sort of doubling down now. I guess kind of gearing up for whatever presumed push will come with next cycle. So the fact that that's happening from such a uh, established titan in the brokerage space is for sure notable if it all comes to pass with those triple-digit hiring push. So yeah, I'll soundly I'll throw it to you for your take on the Fidelity news. <laughs> Thank you. Fidelity has been kind of bullish on crypto for for some time now. They said last year that they had plans to up their headcount. In January, they said countries that secure some Bitcoin today will be better off competitively than their peers in the future. So that's interesting. But to your point, there was another report from Morgan Stanley around the same time saying that venture capital investment in crypto is going to dry up this year, fall by you know, as much as 50% by the end of the year. And Fidelity, an institutional investor, is still seemingly going all in. So it's, it's an interesting contrast there, I thought. But again, we're talking about one versus a general trend that Morgan Stanley thinks is happening. I know we love bank reports on the hash. So yes. take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> I know Zach's going to say that next. But I saw um, the headline and the first yeah. thing I thought of was, oh, Foxley is going to go oh, no, off. Because I would take that bet too. <laughs> yes. I mean, down from historic record-setting investment in the crypto space from venture capital firms. Hell yeah, I'd bet that it's going down by at least 50%. Those numbers were staggeringly mm -hmm. huge last year. So Lord, give me the confidence of the Morgan Stanley analysts mm -hmm. who produced that note. And I too shall concur with his assessment. But I got, I got to give it to the GOAT. Got to give it to the GOAT on this one. Foxley, what's your thoughts? Well, I just want to go back to the Fidelity note, if I can, just to button up that topic. Like, I think that we look at the crypto space and we look at Bitcoin and we're like so focused on that, but we don't realize like how important it is to be involved with the institutional side of things and how much capital that is. Uh, I forget off the top of my head how much assets in our management Fidelity has, but it's in the trillions of dollars. I want to say three to four trillion dollars. Someone can fact correct me if I'm I'm wrong there, but it's a ton of wealth. And the fact that you're seeing them continue to put bets on Bitcoin, that is bigger than MicroStrategy buying Bitcoin. That is bigger than Tesla buying Bitcoin in a lot of different ways. Like maybe those things pump the price more, but in terms of like actual adoption of Bitcoin, you're going to see more of it because of Fidelity sitting in someone's bank account rather than MicroStrategy sitting on its dragon's nest of Bitcoin and its little hoard. 
that's not going to change the issue as much. If you have things like Fidelity actually making Bitcoin part of the traditional financial market, that's when you see Bitcoin adoption hitting the big scale. Uh, so I think this is a really important note. Doubling staff when everyone else is cutting staff right now or even moving into layovers tells you how much they care about this and how much money they're going to put into it. And I hope that we see the 401k roll out pretty soon here. Here, here. All right, let's change gears. Let's go from Bitcoin in people's retirement accounts to some really funny looking NFTs called Goblin Town. Now, this is either the silliest story or just a masterful piece of performance art from some silly looking goblins who have remained committed to the bit. They speak only in goblin language and they make weird sounds of grunting and groaning on Twitter spaces that are wildly popular to attend. They're also doing pretty good in terms of sales right now. This was a free to mint project that is seeing quite a bit of activity out on secondary markets. So Goblin Town, it's pretty funny. These little creatures, they happen to be a bit P-obsessed, might be a little bit NSFW um, for folks out there, but they're pretty funny little gremlin dudes and they are captivating the attention of NFT collectors everywhere who are sort of speculating, a lot of rumors out there, that there's some big names behind this project despite outward appearances. Will, I'm going to throw this to you for your initial thoughts on Goblin Town. My initial thoughts on Goblin Town. Um, yeah, let's say, I think like the Yuga Labs thing is interesting. And I also think it's interesting to see a project like this pop up in the middle of a down market. There's something like very narcissistic or pessimistic about NFTs and the, the way they're like so focused inwardly on their own culture, right? The Goblin Town NFT is like, it's an ode to themselves not making any money, like everyone losing money. And then somehow they made money out of that. So that's pretty impressive to me. Uh, and I think that speaks to like the language of NFTs and NFT enthusiasts, right? They like basically memed a market that nobody saw coming into existence. And it has perpetually moved forward when no one thought it had legs to keep moving forward. I mean, I remember calling the top on the NFT bubbles like four or five times on the hash and it just kept going forward. And now we have a new collection to be excited about, right? There's Bored Apes. There's all these profile picture ones. We saw Moonbirds recently. And now we got Goblin Town. And people are chanting in Twitter spaces, commemorating this NFT minting. So it's it's weird to see this keep happening. But at this point, it's just like, I'm kind of excited for the next one. Like, what's the next one that's going to be super weird? I throw it over to you, Sandali. Yeah, I have to say, I find these guys kind of cute. I was like going through the whole collection and they're really interesting looking and good for them. But I have to say, I'm a little worried. It's blowing up so fast and we know what happens to things that do that. And I know people who get like very into these kind of NFT collections and, and trading and markets and lose a lot of money. And I've had to, you know, be their therapist. <laughs> I'm worried about like what is eventually going to happen to all these investors? What will happen to the collection? Will it crash and burn? Or how long will it stick around? Is it going to be the next board ape collection? Like we don't know any of it. I don't know. Whenever these things come up, I know it's a bear market. I know it's exciting and I know they're cute, but I'm also like a bit worried about people and, and their real money and putting up their savings to buy these things. So I'm a bit worried for them. But other than that, super cute. Good for you guys. <laughs> I think that's part of the game though, right? Like if it crashes and burns, yeah. there'll just be like, keep chanting in Twitter spaces. It's just part of the magic. I don't know. That's in my Goblin. Take. It's Goblin Town, right? It's an allusion to the market. Yeah. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy even. But the appetite for new things and new strange things in crypto never fails to amaze. There's just a huge depth of desire for the new and the strange. And Goblin Town has seemed to tap into that well. All right. 
That's it for today. We're going to leave the hash there on this Tuesday. Welcome back from the long weekend if you took one. And we wish you well. I am Zach. That's Sondali. Will's over there for the hash. Check us out on the podcast, Coindesk Podcast Network. Some good stuff over there. Check that out. Listen to some things. Just be smarter. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you're doing well. And see you soon. Bye now. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.